Hello, and welcome to the Dub Dub Review Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Peter Ponacorvo and Laura Fitzpatrick. Hello, guys. Hey, hey Chris. Laura. Are you guys fabulously wealthy? No. Well, not <laughs> not naturally, but Powerball fabulously wealthy. No? Oh, no. fish. I live in Illinois. A, we don't have yeah, winners in say. Illinois. <laughs> You're not a resident of Florida, California, or where was it? Was it Tennessee? I thought it was New York. It, New York? I don't remember. Oh, man. That was too sad. You know, one of the guys was some hedge fund guru that spent $30,000 on tickets. Oh. Did, did you see the guys in Tampa who spent a similar amount as well, too? They they pulled money together and got some thirty or $40,000 in tickets. Did you see that story, too? No. <laughs> they were like college guys, too. So Who knows? Maybe it was them. Who knows? They came from Florida. So, So speaking of that, let's get right into it. You want to talk about our topic today, Pete? Sure. So, with all of the uh, <clears throat> with all of the hype going on around the Powerball and the one point five billion dollars, couple of people have now split. We get to thinking, as most people do, what would we do if we won? And then we got to thinking, well, what would we do at Disney had we won? We could become the largest single stockholder and would basically have control. What would we do if we had control of the company at that point? And we've each come up with a couple ideas, and I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys came up with. So Yeah, I'd be interested. Laura, what do you think? What's your first one, Laura? Uh, Let's go around the table, huh? We'll do it one at a time. Does that sound good? Sounds yeah. perfect. Cool. Um, my ideas are are simple, are are nothing extravagant, but um, I'm kind of a, a nostalgic when it comes to Disney, and I immediately thought of bringing one of Walt's original hotel ideas for around the um, Seven Seas Lagoon by Magic Kingdom, and either the Asian, Venetian, or Persian resort bring those over hmm. there. Cool. And where, where would you put it? Um, I mean, looking at a map of where they were originally going to go, I mean, the Asian obviously was going to go the Grand Floridian, so obviously I'm not going to tear down the Grand Floridian. Um, the Venetian was going to go kind of where the TTC is right now, so that wouldn't work. And then the Persian was going to go kind of behind Space Mountain past the Contemporary. So... I'd probably want to put something over on Bay Lake. Um, okay. Because you've got Wilderness Lodge over there. you got Fort Wilderness, the Contemporary. I think you could fit another resort back there uh, on Bay Lake. Somewhere. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Laura, I, I, do you listen to the Unofficial Guides podcast with Len Testa and Jim Hill? Yes. Okay. Have you listened recently... Jim was discussing how they're going to be doing some things with the TTC. Yeah. And that that particular piece of real estate may soon become available. available. Yeah. So, and he did hint that it was going to become available for a possible new resort, or in this case, maybe an old resort. Mm-hmm. 
So you may not be as far off as you think. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be definitely cool. I mean, and those three are unique to what Walt Disney World currently offers. I mean, Asian Resort, we don't really have that. Right. The Nation, we don't have that. And Persian, we don't have that either. So any one of those would be would be cool. That would be outstanding. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves a new resort at Walt Disney World, another new place to stay, another new place to explore, and, you know, another resort around the Magic Kingdom area would even be be better, so. Hmm. And it doesn't seem like they're going to have a problem filling it. You know, I am i haven't seen numbers, but occupancy rates always seem like they're pretty high. Yeah, so be, yeah. You put it, put it in the Magic spot next to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you have possible a new possible monorail resort on top of it, hmm. yeah. they'd, they'd be beating people off with sticks to keep rooms. Right. Yeah. True. Especially if you put it where the TTC is, you would have water access, I mean, views to Seven Seas mm-hmm. and Bay Lake. So. so there's your DVC lock-in somewhere down the road, too, with bungalows on the water. Yep. I like it. Mm. I like it. Thank you. Disney, are you listening? Disney, Disney, hello. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'll take credit for that. Got a girl. Disney, you're right, completely Pete. allowed to take that that idea. By the way, <laughs> Pete, let's let's save yours, Pete, for third because I know yours is going to be really good. Okay. So we'll go with we'll go with my. Uh, I have an idea, and it's it's going to probably appeal to the guys more than to the gals. But I don't know if you guys know this, but. Uh, well, let's start off with a weird question. Is is what kind of car do you drive, Pete? And is, is it relatively new? It's a 2013 Chrysler 300S with a Hemi. Oh, I got you. Then I'm going to hook you with this one. Laura, do you have a newer car or is it an older car like mine? 2013. Oh, I got you too. <laughs> All right, so 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 here's my idea. And my wife has heard this a bunch of times. So just recently I rented a car from the Car Care Center right by the entrance to the Magic Kingdom, the, I guess you'd say the parking entrance. And I've always thought, instead of having the car care center just be a standalone facility, what if they had a dealership there? And the dealership was exclusive to selling a Disney-licensed car. And it would be a GM tie-in, or whoever happens to be sponsoring Test Track. And the idea would be, you'd have the Walt Disney World exclusive vehicle. You'd have the Mickey exclusive vehicle. You know, as it is right now, if you actually have a new Chevrolet dealership, as part of the agreement with Chevrolet, is that your salesman, uh, you're required to attend the Disney Institute presentations as part of the franchise agreement. So there's already an existing relationship between Chevrolet. So my thought was, let's build a dealer right on site. How many people would go there? and see that new Mickey version of the Yukon, or the Donald Duck version of the Camaro. I know it doesn't sound too appealing to Donald Camaro, but... And how many people would walk away with a car that was a Walt Disney World exclusive? So I wanted to create an auto dealership unlike anything you've ever seen before, with exclusive vehicles, nothing used, but brand new, right on Disney property. What are your thoughts? Crickets, not good. Not good. No, I. It, it's so new. I would need it. I need. I need more. More information, please. Pete, would you be interested if you were down there? 
Would you Would you take a walk through the dealership with me? I, I'd go to the dealership with you. For you, um, <laughs> you, you the, the only problem you're going to have with me is I'm a Mopar and a Ford guy. So okay. Okay. The, the Chevy lost me, but the I, the concept I kind of think is a neat idea. I was thinking the tie-in to the test track, whoever we're sponsoring test track, and right now it's it's GM. So I was thinking at that point, you have a tie-in to your park as well too. They used to have cars, as you guys are aware, yeah. you know, in, that, in the world of motion. But the the key is not just a car you could find off property; it's a car you could only find on property. You know, and you wouldn't even carry used versions of it. Yeah. So, I know personally, me being a DVC member, they already got me for several thousands of dollars. And, and let's be honest, if you go to Disney, I've always felt, at least at some level, you were successful. And, and you had enough discretionary spending to go on vacation to Disney. And so, how much further down the line is that than thinking about buying a car and, and remembering that every time you drive? So, at least that's what I would think. So, crickets again, not good, but maybe it'll be a Dodge dealership. Would you be interested then, Pete? Hey, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So that's my lesser of my two. What's your idea, buddy? All right, so I'm kind of going guns blazing from the beginning, since you went with the lesser of the two. I'm going fifth gate. Okay. But I'm going fifth gate with all the beloved extinct attractions. So I'm talking, you have your fifth gate with Horizons, the submarines, alien invasion, you know, Maelstrom will come back, the original Journey into Imagination, Timekeeper, you know, all the ones everybody loves and everybody clamors, oh, I wish they hadn't taken it down and, you know, all the ones everybody wants, and you have your entire, or you can you have an entire park of nostalgia. This is where you'll get all of your retro Mickey T-shirts and yes. all all of your retro stuff will be in the throwback park. That truly is an island of misfit toys. You know, you take yeah. all of the extinct. I I love it. It'd have to be pretty big though, because they're going to continue to add. That's the thing. You can always add. That's how you'll always have that stuff coming back. Hmm. Interesting. Where would it go on property? Have you thought about that? Um, I haven't really worked that part out yet. Okay. I like it. What would you call it? Um, again, put you in a spot. <laughs> I haven't really. I haven't. I guess you. I don't know. I like the idea, though. Yeah, the the idea is is, is really unique. The Disney Memories oh. Park. Okay. Interesting. And at one point five billion, you get them a good start. That's for sure. You could have the hat be the. The. Um... No, 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 no. Let's not get <laughs> carried away. We said beloved <laughs> extinct attractions, not things that people didn't like when it was there. Okay. Be nice now. I'm just Be trying nice. to think of a weenie for the park. <laughs> have you heard that term before? Yes. I okay. Have. Is making sure I didn't throw anybody off guard there. No. All right. 
All right, so so let's put that one on the back burner. So I'm probably in third place by now, but I'm also Not, looking really good on on, on the on the expressway right now too. Just so you know, the points don't count. The points okay. don't matter. <laughs> All right, Laura. I guess we need to come big here with this one. Well, I'm staying on my nostalgic track here, and I'm going to add a country to Epcot. Uh oh. Um. Norway's coming back. What? Norway's coming back? Well, oh, be nice now. <laughs> Come on now. A couple of years ago, um, I was at um, the 30th anniversary for Epcot um, on October 1st, and I got to hear Marty Sklar speak about Epcot and the design and everything, and he showed some PowerPoint slides of the countries that never were. So I would like to bring one of those countries over. Mm. So, I mean, if you look on the map, there's lots of spots available for, you know, countries. That's but, true. They do have a, quite a few expansion pads available still. Yeah. So, I mean, Spain and Israel were discussed. Um, but I think... Australia would be really cool, or New Zealand, touching on one of those would be cool. That'd be an excellent idea. And uh, you were talking about those expansion pads, that uh, the outpost is one of the biggest. Yep. And we already have, you know, Animal Kingdom with Africa and Asia, so, you know. And then I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to add a... add a thing to mine is there was always discussion about a boat ride being in Germany. I want that boat ride in Germany. <laughs> the Rhine the Rhine River the Cruise. Rhine River Cruise. I'm yes. I want it. I'm building it right now. Whoa. <laughs> Look at you guys with these quality ideas and me with a car dealership. What happened? <laughs> this is terrible. Alright. That's excellent. And and who doesn't love the thought about, you know, improving at least in my perception, the most enjoyable park. So. Yep, I love Epcot. So adding another country would just another snack around the world, another drink around the world. Better, better girl. There you go. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to blow you guys away. Right. All right. Because I'm right. I'm, I'm not. You better sit down. <laughs> you better. You better sit down for this one. I'm not going to add on to Walt Disney World. And I'm not adding on to Disneyland. I'm really going retro. And I'm going to go back here. I can't say it like Jim Hill would or Jim Corcus would. But I can go a little bit here of Disney history. Did you know that in 1963, the second park was going to be planned for St. Louis, Missouri? Are you aware of this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. So you're both aware of this. It was called the Riverfront Square, and it was being thought of from roughly 63 to 65. I don't know if you're aware of this. It was going to be an entirely indoor amusement park. Right. You aware there was indoor? weather in the Midwest, we have sure. such fantastic weather year-round. <laughs> true, true. So he- here's my thought. You know, we're in Florida, and we're in California, and we're the two furthest points in the United States for many people. And St. Louis 
or if you travel a little more north to Chicago, we are essentially in the heart of the country. And I'd like to go and have a park, maybe not the size of the Magic Kingdom, maybe not uh, uh, the acreage of the Florida Project, but a outpost, so to speak, of Disney in the middle of the country, enabling some of the Midwesterners, or just another destination for the Disney fans. So when you research this Riverfront Square property, it was really a pretty cool idea. It was going to be entirely indoors. They were going to have several rides. It was going to be essentially, uh, they were going to have a tribute to old St. Louis, a tribute to old New Orleans. They were going to have a Lewis and Clark adventure ride. They were going to have a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, uh, Circarama Theaters, uh, a bunch of attractions. It was going to be located roughly two blocks from Bush Stadium, which is now two blocks from the current stadium. So with my money, I wanted to secure that property. You know, I can't build the park, but I wanted to secure the property and have a Disney park built in the northern part of the country, midwestern part of the country, so that everyone in the Midwest could enjoy a day trip to Disney. Cool. It's what do you not, think? It's not impossible. Look what they did with... with uh, Disneyland Paris. It gets cold True. there. It gets they get snow. I have pictures in my full winter gear in Disneyland Paris. So what do you think, Pete? Me and you road trip four and a half hours. Done. Probably a lot, hey, a lot less if you drive. Done, Laura. Behind. Are you coming, Laura? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I'm your navigator. <laughs> right. One point five billion and uh, right on the riverfront. It sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Did you know why it failed? One of the biggest reasons why it failed? Uh, the Anheuser-Busch talked yeah. him out of it because Walt didn't want beer in his parks and Bush said it'll never work here without it. And Walt said, no, yeah. forget it then. I'm not going to come there. Hmm. That's exactly. That I did That's not exact. know. Interesting. Supposedly, uh, that uh, the uh, Bush actually called Walt Disney crazy for the idea that he didn't want to serve alcohol in his park. And at that point... You know, other plans started to take shape, including the purchase of the property in Florida. But that was one of the reasons that it didn't take place. And just think, we could have been four hours from it. But now with my newfound wealth, I'm bringing it back. What do you think? I love it. All right. There we go. And we'll (laughs) even keep the name. We're going to even keep the name Riverfront Square. There you go. Bring it back to Walt. And if Mike Rallman's listening, I got a new friend. What do you think yeah, about that? Go. Right. We could all stay at Mike's house. There you go. <laughs> all right, Pete, you better stun me now. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, I pretty much... I put everything into my other one. Uh-oh. But... Don't disappoint us. Right. I'm waiting anxiously. You know what I'd do? I'd probably buy the Marvel park rights back from Universal. Mm. That's pretty good, too. That would be a... Hand, hand him a, a truckload of money and say, you know, take yourself back down the street and leave us alone. Mm. I had just read to go along with your statement. Did you hear they put Joe Rody in charge of the Marvel brand at the park? I did. Yeah. So I would think it'd be pretty amazing yeah. at that point. 
think what they could do. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And you probably need that truckload of money too, as well, to do that. Yeah, they look what he did with the kingdom. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't even. 1.5 billion probably wouldn't even get me a meeting with Universal to get the, part, the rights back, but. <laughs> you need several truckloads? Probably. Okay. And look what they paid for Lucasfilm. Yeah, that's true. But I like where you're going there. It'll get you the down payment. Yeah. Right? Okay. Awesome. Cool. All right, so. That was fun. I'd have to say, honestly, Laura, you seem to have the ideas probably that are going to get instituted. (laughs) Pete, my ideas, nah. I'm a practical person. What can I say? I love them. (laughs) I love them. Can I ask you guys personally, how much money did you spend on the Powerball? Um, I did uh, two work pools, one for the first one and the second one, and then $30 worth on the, the latter okay. one. I did 16 on the, the $900 million draw, and I did another 20 on the uh, the $1.5 billion draw. And I, I won a grand total of $8 between all those tickets. <laughs> all right. Well, I spent 10 and I won nothing. And I didn't have to start a GoFundMe page either. (laughs) So, awesome. So, hey, I wanted to get into one other thing here, and it occurred to me, Pete, that we have a travel expert on our show that's been hardly utilized. I hardly call me a travel expert, Chris. (laughs) Oh, Laura, that's right. Pardon me while my face turns red. Come on now. Leave it to Pete and I to make the mistakes. You help us with the uh, correct information. (laughs) So we would like to start a weekly segment, and I know we haven't even spoken about this, Laura, so it's a complete shock to you, so you just kind of have to agree that we are going to, you know, want to hear the most recent news uh, as far as, like, uh, updates, pricing, and we're going to come up with questions on a weekly basis. We're going to throw it out to listeners. I've actually had quite a few people email me today about the Joe Quattrochi run Disney show. So it'll be no problem to come up with some great questions. And I've got a good one today for you as well. But uh, I wanted to open this up to you because, well, frankly, you're the voice of knowledge and reason amongst uh, my my buffoonery. (laughs) So hit me up with it. What should I know recently? Well, today a new discount came out for Walt Disney World. Um, It's for travel dates. May 29th through June 30th, and July 5th through August 13th, and um, it's called the Summer Meal Offer, and it's for value resorts only, um, excluding the Little Mermaid rooms that aren't of animation, but what it basically states is that if you book a non-discounted four-night, five-day stay in one of the value resorts, so All-Stars, Pop Century, um, you will get one meal, one quick service meal per person per day. So it's not free dining. It's a free meal per person per day. So um, it's a new, it's a new discount where, you know, Disney's trying something new, which we can always appreciate. And um, clients have been saving money today. So it's always good to, save clients money when when possible. So cool. when were the travel dates again? May twenty ninth through June thirtieth and then July fifth through August thirteenth. So right there with your summer travel dates. If you're 
traveling this summer and you're already booked and you want to see if this discount can apply to you, you know, give Disney a call, check it out. Or if you're interested in booking, you know, you can let me know and I'd be happy to get you some not, not or no obligation quotes set up for you. Yeah, that, that June 30th, that's a late date for uh, any kind of free promotion, considering that's summer vacation for a lot of people. Yeah, it's prime summer dates. I mean, it's through July and then mid-August, too. So, you know, they're yeah. trying something else, trying something new. So, Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question for you. Okay. So, so I have a cruise planned for later on in the year. My kids don't know it yet, so they don't listen anyways. <laughs> but I've I've got a cruise plan and every vacation I've taken up to this point in my life, I've just taken it on a wing and I've not taken travel insurance. And for a bunch of circumstances, I'm actually considering travel insurance for this vacation. So it is a uh, a Disney cruise and it would involve a probably a two or three night DVC stay. Explain to me what travel insurance is and how I would get it, what the cost would be. Um, travel insurance you can get directly through Disney or your booking um, agent, depending on what you know cruise line it is. On my recent Norwegian cruise, I did purchase travel insurance through Norwegian um, just because of you know being December and the weather and everything. We're just not sure of um, different things. Um, when you book travel insurance through Disney, um, especially Disney World now, you're required to pay the insurance rate. So if you're putting down a $200 deposit and then you're getting the insurance, you end up paying for two adults $355 deposit to hold your reservation because you're, they want you to pay for the insurance up front, which is something relatively new. Um, <clears throat> travel insurance is something that I've talked about with clients before and it really comes down to you comes down to the person so I mean it doesn't cover pre-existing conditions usually and you know certain things like that so you know what would be the purpose of the getting the insurance why do you think you're going to need it um, there are other websites you can purchase insurance through not just your booking agent so um, a website that I've explored before is called insuremytrip.com, and they offer different vacation insurance plans depending on your family, you know, what kind of travel it is, whether it's out of the country, it's in the country. So I kind of... Does, does it cover airfare as well, too? Um, it can, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So... Yeah, I know I kind of danced around the, the question there, but it really depends on the person. Um, I'm going to Disney in April for the Star Wars race, and I am not getting travel insurance for that. Um, I just don't feel it necessary, but okay. you know, but for the cruise, I did. So it just okay. depends. And would you do this with your, essentially, your travel agent you booked with? And if you didn't have a travel agent, could you pick up a travel agent? Could, a, could I call you and say, hey, Laura, I booked this trip. Can I book this through you, or do I have to go through somebody else? Um, it depends on when you book it. Um, Disney's putting some, or has put some requirements on transferring reservations, and most of the time you have to do it within 30 days of initial booking. Okay. So. 
Okay. Well, that answers my question. So. Oh, good. <laughs> I I will be sure though in the weeks to follow that we're going to have some doozies for you. And uh, <sighs> okay. Don't worry. I'll give the wrong answers. Pete will give more of the right answers than me, and you can correct <laughs> Pete then too. So. Sure. So, sound good, Pete? <laughs> yeah, I'm always up for giving semi-right answers. <laughs> All right, Laura, if anyone wanted to contact you, what's your uh, what's your contact info? Um, my email address, I just changed it over to laurafitz at themagicforless.com. Um, I can be on, I'm on Twitter still, at DizLauraT, and then Facebook, I'm, uh, I'm Laura T. Spelled Fitzpatrick. So. Cool. Yep. Peter. Yeah. Oh, oh you, want me, you want to know where you can find me? Um, besides Heck. the ambulance? I can be found on Facebook, look up my name, and on Twitter I am at Magic Mouse Medic, and that's about it. You can find me on Instagram too, I don't put much up there though. No one wants to see you in the ambulance either, Pete. If we see you in the ambulance, that's not going to be a good day. No. You know? know. Other than the trip with you, that'd be the good day. Maybe you want to see me in the ambulance. True. True for quality of care. There you go. If you wanted to converse with me or yell at me on Twitter, I am at Disney Chicago, and on Facebook, I am just Chris Malik. Um, but as far as the WW Review on uh, Twitter, it's at WDW Review, and like our Facebook page. Uh, we have a Periscope account, which we've not really touched yet, but we will shortly. Yeah, I'll be using it in April. You're going. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think, guys, uh, I'm pretty much done. Uh, I don't know about you. Anything you want to say? Supercalifragilistic (laughs) expialidocious. Well well said. (laughs) Yes, there was something I wanted to say. I've always wanted to say that on a podcast. You want to close here, Pete? All right. For me, for Chris, for Laura, we want to thank you guys for listening as always. And uh, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.